welcome to the NFL show from the Couch Bros. Shout out to technology. We missed the past couple weeks. Uh, not because we didn't want to record, just because technology sucks. So we had to get <laughs> back to the drum board. Um, a lot has been, a lot has happened since the last time we dropped the episode. I think the last division we did was the NFC West. If I'm, oh, AFC West. Well, apologies. It was AFC West. It was a couple weeks ago. I think. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely, it was two weeks ago for sure. I know that to probably to the day. Um, there's been a lot that happened in, in, in the NFL, man. A lot, no new developments with Aaron Rodgers, but you know, we still have no idea what's going to actually happen with him in regards to the Packers. Um, but on a more serious side, man, we love the sport of football. We just love the sports side of it, but there is a real side of it. And unfortunately, these people are real humans too, just like us. And they go through struggles on a daily basis, just like us. Um, I don't know how much of the conversation you wanted to vote to what happened this past week in regards to Richard Sherman and Dwayne Haskins. Um, but they are two situations, isolated situations. They're not really the same, but for different reasons. But they do both involve their spouses mm-hmm. in a domestic sense, right? <clears throat> so um, which one did you want to start with? Uh, I, to be told, I found Dwayne Haskins' situation a bit more comedic. So I, I'll start with Richard Sherman. All right, so <laughs> Richard Sherman, um, yeah, over the oh, the... This morning or yesterday morning, I just I just saw him trending. And I'm like, what the fuck is Richard Sherman trending, bro? Because listen, bro, I'm I got PTSD. Anytime somebody's trending on Twitter, I immediately think they're dead, bro. And that's what? Just, yeah, ain't that the truth, bro? Kobe, yeah, so, RIP. Yeah, and it, I, you know, anytime like my heart my heart drops. So then I actually got into the, the actual situation why he was trending, and my heart still dropped because. Um, again, I don't want to say it's out of character for Richard Sherman. I don't know this dude, bro. We don't know none of these dudes, bro. Like, we can't fall victim to whoever we see on TV and our natural biases might just put a a cloak over our eyes. And not to say that he's been lying about him. He's or his personality. He Richard Sherman seems as honest and as real as it gets. Like he wears his heart on his sleeve. It's just. It just reminds you that these people are normal people. And um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, unfortunately, he had a domestic dispute. Um, he did go to jail. Um, his wife did have to call the cops. There is a recording of the 911 call made by his wife to the police department. Um, I didn't listen to it. I can't bring myself to, to listen to it. Honestly, bro, it just feels like a very, very invasive thing. Like, it just don't feel like it's none of my business, dog. Like, that's why I can't bring myself to listen to it, bro. Nah, I feel you, man. I mean, I didn't even like intentionally try to listen to it. I was just doing research on it. And uh, one of the articles that I was I was watching, like the video just started playing. And then like they were talking about the situation and I heard they, they play part. They play some of the audio and, you know, it, situations like these, you know, we see these players, you know, when they're when they're like, they're like gladiators to it. Right. Like we watch them when they're at their supposed best. But it's moments like these where you realize that. You can have all the money, all the success in the world, but your demons are your demons. And, you know, based on what his wife was was saying, his wife was basically, you know, telling them that he was being aggressive. Um, He was wrestling with his uncle. Um, He didn't he didn't he didn't hurt anyone. Um, He was threatening. He was threatening to threatening to kill himself, to hang himself like, you know, and and whenever someone gets to that point, you know, that they've had some things troubling them. 
Um, it was reported that people, he's had friends come fly in and reach out to him. So I'm glad to see that at least he had a support base um, to deal with these things. But, you know, it's, you know, it's always sad to see these things. And like you said, I don't know Richard Sherman at, from a, from a grain of salt. I just know from what I've seen from him on TV, his brash, his cocky demeanor. But at the end of the day, um, he's well-liked. Um, he's a community man, uh, business owner, husband, um, legendary football player. Um, and from anything, from all I've seen from him, man, you know, I can only wish that he, uh, he gets the help that he needs, man. Cause you know, we, we don't want to lose him like that. And he was drunk. And not only that, this nigga was a part of hit and run. This nigga crashed his SUV into a construction site and still found a way to break down his, his uncle's house. Like he was going through it, man. Yeah. And, and, and trust it. me, like the, the more you learn about what happened that night, the, the, the more you like, okay, we need to just, you know, give our, our, our prayers out for him. Not like he's dead anything, but like you said, he has a good support system. He has plenty of people. He has a lot of respect in the league. And I think what happens with a lot of these football players, they see somebody like as strong and as mentally strong as Richard Sherman, somebody that they have like a, a reverence for, for his intellect and his standing. Like he's the vice president of the, of the players association. You know what I'm saying? So they, right. there's a lot of people who woke up today who's in, who are in the NFL like, damn, that can happen to Richard Sherman. It can happen to any of us, right? Exactly. It's true. So, um, like I said, don't know if we can paint, but I do appreciate that. I appreciate what he stands for, and I hope he definitely can see the other light in regards to this situation. I hope, and I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't fuck up his bag. Like you know, what I'm saying, like he was on he was on the PFF podcast with Chris Collinsworth. I don't even know if that's going to continue anymore at this point because he's going to have to lay low. Or whatnot, right. right? Um, in regards to Dwayne Haskins, bro. So I have no idea about Dwayne Haskins. I, I just know that his his old lady called him with a two-piece, bro, and not this tooth out, dog. Right? So I mean, it, you know, inform me. <laughs> so from what I read, um, it, it's not like really crazy too much to the story. So I guess they were hanging out with some people um in Las Vegas, and you know, he was lit, they were chilling, and then I guess everybody got into some sort of argument about them wanting to go to the club but leaving his wife. Because they were just like, you know, you know, maybe she was taking too long to get ready. We've all been in those situations with, with a woman, right? I don't know what, they didn't go into detail about that, but one thing led to another. And next thing you know, Dwayne's Haskin girl put that two-piece on him. You know what I'm saying? Knocked a piece of his tooth out. Like, you know, it's kind of just like, damn, bro. Like, and they've only been married for four months. Is, I mean, this is a newlyweds, man. Brand new. And shit, shit's already going kind of wild. Dwayne Haskins is a character, man. It's you funny because oh go no sorry to cut you off go 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 ahead go ahead go ahead no I was just gonna say just a little tidbit um they they, had, they asked the Steelers like you know you know to to comment the Steelers the Steelers organization was just like we are aware of the situation but we have no comments <laughs> yeah what do you do what do you do with that right and so I have two different I have two different thoughts on this because I have the I got my thoughts on the way Haskins but the more important thing is that. This society that wants equality between men and women, that shit is bullshit. They just want women. <laughs> women just want equality, and and they want all the advantages. They want all the equality. And trust me, I, I'm not here to argue that they don't deserve these things because, my God, they had to deal with all the bullshit for several, for several decades, right? Generations. But domestic violence is both ways. A woman could domestically abuse a man too but nobody fucking cares bro the way has just been roasted by everybody bro they just roasted this nigga dog 
Yeah, fuck his trauma. That, fuck his mental state. <laughs> fuck how this is going to affect him for the rest of his life. Nah, nigga. You, you, you let your old lady piece you up, nigga. That's all anybody's talking about, bro. But you know what, Herb? What makes it more hilarious is that he's a football player. Granted, he's a quarterback. but And, and the crazy player. part is that, to me, I'm even more impressed because a football player is the height of physicality in American sports. To be able to, sh- to have restraint while being a football player, because you know football players are normally wired different. You have to be wired yeah. different to get to that point. So to right. have the restraint, and again, I don't know what happened. I don't know if he retaliated. I don't know if he fought back, but he, they, didn't, they didn't report him swinging back. Like he, he, I, it sounded like it, it reads like he just took it. Bro. And like, he just took it. And he took it, right? <laughs> and what happens? Nobody's good. Nobody's shaming the girl. Everybody's like, damn, bro, you, you got beat up by, by, by a chick. And this, nobody cares about domestic violence unless it's domestic violence when the woman is being abused. When it's the guy, psh, oh, whatever. Like, <laughs> whatever. It's sad, but it, it's, it's, it's definitely the truth, though. All right. I mean, she's she's facing charges, though. Of course, she's facing else. charges, but bro, what are the odds of his of him actually like really charging, like keeping the charges on his wife? Now, if the establishment charges him, charges her, I should say, that's one thing. But if it's charges against from from Dwayne Haskins, you know that shit getting dropped, bro. <laughs> yeah, he bad. can't. He can't. Like, you gonna really charge your wife, dog? Like. <laughs> You really, you might as well you just can't be that guy, yeah, man. You can't be that guy, bro. You got you really, you already ate it. You got to eat it again, bro. Like dead ass, <laughs> like dead ass. But in regards to Dwayne Haskins, though, so my what I was gonna bring up with Dwayne Haskins is the fact that, bro, you don't get it. Like that's why you got released in two years from Washington. Like, yeah, like you are not good enough to party. And be a good football player. Some people could do it. A lot of people could do it. You're just not one of those people. Right. He's the type of guy that's got to be, he's got to be, <laughs> that nigga's got to be studying film more than anybody. <laughs> and, and again, it's the off season. This is not in the regular season, but you got to be, like, put it like this. Dwayne Haskins is the only player I know to where the head coach in public said, I don't think he's mature enough for the NFL when he was coming out of Ohio State. I've never heard that, ever. Right. Like, you don't do that. As That's telling. That's that is telling, very man. telling. All these head coaches just throw, like, that's part of the game is to never say that in public. So right. it makes you wonder how immature he was going back to Ohio State. And you would think you lost your job, you got kicked off a team by the graces of God, Pittsburgh picked you up because it's not like people were clamoring to have Dwayne Haskins, bro. Of course. And now you're in this situation again. And again, this is not your fault. Like, I'm not here to blame Dwayne Haskins at all. He didn't he didn't wake up and was like, Yeah, I want to get my tooth knocked out. But it shows to where it shows that he's somebody who likes what football could do for him versus liking football. Right. And like I did, yeah, there's ahead. some guy. There's some guys who are driven to play football, and then there's some niggas who get paid to play football. And, he, and I don't even think he's one of them. I just think he likes that. I think he likes that he's a he's in the NFL. The problem is that those people who like being in the NFL are not even the people who like to play football. They just like being in the NFL because it's a great paycheck, bro. And once that paycheck stops, then what? What are you gonna fucking do? What you gonna be fucking Johnny Mizell in the fucking XFL? <laughs> like. Oh, like, 
because nothing else in the world pays that well for 16 weeks. Like, like all jokes aside, bro, if you, you could make the argument that they don't have the biggest salaries, but from a week by week on a, just a pure paycheck basis, football players are the highest paid motherfuckers in America, bro. They, they only got to work 16 weeks out of the year, bro. Yeah, most most football players. Yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> they only have to work seven. They only have to work 17 weeks out of the year if they don't go to the playoffs, bro. What else was going to pay like that? And then it covers everything, bro. everything, <laughs> your house, your expenses, everything. <laughs> Every single fucking thing, bro. So hey, Dwayne Haskins, you're never going to hear this, bro, because we're clearly not on your radar, bro. We we barely have people listen to this, uh, and they're not even our friends. So I know you're not going to hear this. But if you were to ever hear this on the rare occasion, bro, just go home, study, you feel me? Work on you and your old lady, bro. And I pray for you, bro, because we need more black quarterbacks, bro. Don't, 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 don't fuck it up for everybody, dog. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know what? I mean, you know, I don't want to say I, I gave up on the brother, man, but Dwayne Haskins, let's just say that uh, it's the same I don't find too many things promising. the same nigga who took a selfie with, before the game was over, bro. Like, this is... <laughs> Like, what are we talking about, man? All right, let's get to the show. Um, NFC West season preview. What team do you want to start with, man? We have a question for each team. Um, That is the Rams. That is the Seahawks. That is the Cardinals. And that is the 49ers. Who do you want to start with, bro? Um, When we, when we tried to do this uh, during the failed uh, test pilot last time, uh, we started with the Rams, right? But let's switch it up, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the Cardinals, bro. Let's do the Cardinals, man. Why not? All right, so Cardinals. What is our question for the Cardinals, sir? The question for the Cardinals, uh probably probably a question that most people would have for this team going into the season. Uh, can Kyler finally lead the Cardinals to the playoffs? Is this the year that he breaks through? All right, do you want my short answer or my long answer? Um, whatever you want to give me, brother. I'm with it. All right, I'm going to give you the short answer. The short answer is no, but. And <laughs> so I'm definitely hedging. I'm definitely hedging. The reason why I say no is because it's going to be hard for three teams to make this division, man. Like, and it's going to be hard for me to not see a healthy 49ers team making it, making the playoffs a healthy Seahawks team making the playoffs, a healthy Rams team who had the best defense in the league last year, not make the playoffs, bro. So, and listen, I, I see, I see what happens with certain players where, okay, where we just assume that they're immediately going to ascend based off of their progression. Right. And it just never actually happened. Right. And it's ironic because we're going to talk about another quarterback in the division, Matthew Stafford, who I feel could be Kyler Murray in a sense. Completely different play styles. I'm not trying to make that argument, but what I'm saying where is the guy is good enough that to where you keep thinking he's going to take it to that next step. And ultimately, bro, it's nine years later, bro, he never does. And you're just like, well, what the fuck happened? <laughs> That's an interesting take on Kyler, actually. And trust me, I see a lot of people, I see him in top 10 quarterbacks list. Chris Sims has him as the sixth best quarterback in the NFL over fucking Dak Prescott. Um, I've seen him in a lot of people just like 
going on that train. But if you really look at Kyler, he's really good, but he's not, he hasn't been transcendent to this point. Like even last year, um, he was really, really hot. And then defense is caught up and then he wasn't the same. You feel me? Like they had four wins, four losses and his four wins. They completed 67% of his passes Four losses. They can completed 66% of his passes, bro. He threw 16 touchdowns and nine picks in his four wins, 10 touchdowns and three picks in his fucking four losses, bro. So that just lets you know, bro, it's a team game. Anything can happen. Um, let me see here. In uh, his four wins, he had a 7.19 yards per attempt and his four losses, 6.95, bro. So if you really break down a lot of his stats, he's not really crazy dominant. He's efficient. He's efficient to an extent, but he's not putting crazy stats up, bro. He went through 26, but he went 26 and 12. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So in, he, in his rookie year, he went 20 and 12. I don't see him having this crazy dominant leap that I, I think a lot of people just assume that he's going to have. So I'm going to say no. I do not think Kyler Murray can lead him to the playoffs. What, is, what about you? What is your pick? Um, well, when it comes to the to the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray, um, I actually agree with a lot of what you said, especially uh, the way you began it. The division, man. I mean, I'm already I'm high on the Rams. Um, the Seahawks is hard to not be high on them because they went 12 and four last year, and you, you forget, right? But they went 12 and four. Uh, you got the Rams, who I think will be substantially better with Matthew Stafford at quarterback. Over, over Jared Goff. And then you have the 49ers who, in all essence, injuries is what really fucked them up last year. Um, what are the odds they're going to be going through that again? So the Cardinals have an uphill battle ahead of them if they want to make headway to make the playoffs. So if you're asking me if I believe they can make the playoffs, I'm probably going to say no. Um, do I think it's it's totally impossible? Nothing's impossible in football. Nothing is, you know, it's, it's just highly improbable when you look at the other teams in the division. I mean, unless somebody has a significant fall off or like Russell gets hurt for the year, they might be able to sneak in, but it's going to be a tough division regardless, not to say they'll even be a bad team, but when you look at what they're going to be facing twice a year and the schedule they have, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I think people who are looking to see Kyler take that next step, if they're looking for him to take that next step in terms of career progression uh, and victories and making postseason, they might have to wait another year. Oh, I definitely, definitely agree with that, bro. Um, all right, next question, bro. What next team? Um, we'll go to the Rams. Fuck it. All right, so the Rams. The question that we have for the Rams is, will the combination of the new besties, and if you hear these guys talk about each other, bro, they, you think it's a fucking buddy cop movie in L.A. now, bro? Oh, bro, there's definitely circle jerks going on in that locker room. <laughs> 100%. Will the, will, the, will the new coach quarterback pairing of Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay take both to new heights that they haven't been, bro. Uh, I will let you go ahead and start this time, Rod. Go ahead. Okay, so we have ourselves two very interesting prospects that have combined themselves, right? You have on one corner, you had the Rams, who they at one point made the Super Bowl with a guy who we think is absolute trash, Jared Goff. Sean McVay did that. Um, and they haven't really been able to reach those high sets. And then you have someone else in Matthew Stafford, 
who, by all intents and purposes, I'm not someone who believes that the organization entirely held them back. When you're when you're that guy, you change an organization, right? But I will say that the Lions, man, they are a snake bitten franchise, and it just it takes someone special to overcome that, and no one has been able to do that yet. Not Barry Sanders, not Megatron, nobody, man. So I don't know how much I hold that against Matthew Stafford. So now he's he's now coming to a position where he's going to be in literally the best situation he's ever been in. He's going to have a running game with Cam Akers. He's going to have a receiving core. He has great coaching. He has a top-level defense. So at the end of the day, there's no excuses for the Rams to, to not make the Super Bowl. Um, and I know that's, that's high claims, but like um, at the end of the day, what, what other reason do you bring Matthew Stafford in for? I mean, you were able to make NFC championships with Jared Goff. Um, this, is, this is Sean McVay's move to win that ring, bro. Um, and we'll see if it happens. Um, I, I know I have a, a strong feeling it'll be them in the, in the Bucks, barring injuries and shit. If, if, if all things, you know, go pretty well for those teams in terms of health, I honestly think they could be meeting the, the Bucks in the, in the NFC championship game, bro. I, I think they're highly. All right. So the way I approach this situation, right. Is that this is the Sam Darnold experiment. And it needs yep. to actually be called the Sam Darnold experiment because the Sam Darnold experiment is a fucking is a is a it's just bullshit. It's, <laughs> it's a bullshit narrative created by people who really still believe in Sam Darnold who don't want to be wrong about Sam. Looking Darnold. at you, Mel Kiper. Looking at you, Ty McShay. Looking at you, Dan Orlovsky. Right. This is the true Sam Darnold experiment because right. either or has to be true. The problem, which is going to conflate the experiment, is that. Matt Stafford is going to have a Matt Stafford season and people are going to think you see this is what happens when he's on a good team he was always good Matt Stafford right. has always been a competent quarterback that was never the problem this is the right. guy's the fastest of 50,000 yards um, career passing yards the fastest one in the history we're talking about the history of football yeah. with Drew Brees Peyton Manning John Elway all got all these kind of dudes he's the fastest of 50,000 yards it was never about his, his ability to play or his talent. It was right. about his ability to not choke. And I think because <laughs> people have this stigma that the, the Lions are just a really bad organization. And for 80% of their, the, the, the 80% of their history, that is very true. But I've watched enough Matt Stafford to see him go off and then throw three picks in, in, in one quarter, bro, and completely throw a game, dog. So I think what's going to happen is that because Sean McVay, he doesn't go anywhere further. He's already been to the Super Bowl, bro. Right. So the only thing he could do is cap it off. Only thing he could do is win a Super Bowl. Like, so right. I see why he went for it. I see why they did what they did. They were so tired of Jared Goff and his bullshit. And by bullshit, I mean, just his inability to be a good quarterback. It's not his fault. <laughs> But to them, he was so ineffective unless Sean McVay had to do the absolute most that Sean McVay said, fuck it. I'll even give you niggas a first round pick to take them from us. We don't care. Please, bro. And eat that dead cap. And eat the dead cap, dog. On top of taking a contract of their own from another fucking franchise quarterback type of contract, bro. So, um, like I said, this helps Matt Stafford far more than it actually helps Sean McVay. Because yeah, agreed. when agreed. you take Matt Stafford and you guys don't go further, you don't get to blame Jared Goff anymore. Right. And 
and because you've already went to the Super Bowl, people are not going to give you the the leeway or the credit for getting to somewhere that you haven't got with Jared Goff before. So that's where it kind of bites him in his ass. Matt Stafford has carte blanche. Matt Stafford only has to have a regular Matt Stafford year, bro, and people are going to think it's a new revelation, dog. Ah, it's actually pretty fucking... People forget that this nigga threw, like, 5,000 yards and 41 touchdowns in a season once upon a time. Thank you. Like, it's it's not... It's like, him having a good... I expect him to have a have that type of year. But with the combination of him and McVay... Because the thing with him is, can Matthew Stafford come through? That's what we're waiting for. That's see, what it is. But the problem is that that's not the argument. People are talking about Matthew Stafford like, right. like I have Matthew Stafford truthers acting like we don't know what he's capable of or he's going to prove us wrong. He's going to show us what we've been missing and <laughs> that we don't, we're all wrong and thinking he's a bad quarterback. Again, nobody thinks he's a bad quarterback. We just don't trust him. Right. There's a difference. There dude, is the, a difference. The dude has all the arm talent. I've seen the throws as they play, bro. I watch football. Like, Matthew we know Stafford how good is the Patrick Mahomes of the fucking Northwest, bro. Like, big facts of the East big Coast, facts, the Northeast. Like, like, like we, we understand this, bro. But that is what I'm so, that's what's going to be very frustrating. You feel me? It's going to be very, very frustrating. You know what I'm saying? And, and like I said, Matt Stafford wins in this. Unless Sean McVay wins the Super Bowl, he loses, bro. And we can leave it. We can leave it there. All right, next team, man. Uh, next team. How about the Niners, man? Fuck it, let's talk about them. How you feeling about the Niners, man? All right, what's, so what's the question we have for them? Oh, the question for the Niners is: How long does it take for Jimmy G to be usurped by Trey Lance? Let's cut the bullshit, man. Get this nigga out of there, man. What we? <laughs> Why are we wasting our time? Get that nigga to fuck, bro. Pack his bag. Give him, give him a little, a little, a little thank you note, a gift basket. Say thank you for your time, and just put him on a first class plane to whoever, bro. Send him to Nigeria. You can send him to fucking Istanbul. Who fucking cares, bro? He's irrelevant now, man. He's fucking irrelevant. Send that he's nigga packing, please. He's 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 done, bro. And and you know what, I'm 100 with you. Like I don't know. Like, why do teams play this game anymore, bro? Like, you got your guy. Throw that nigga in. You're just wasting time. You're like, even the Dolphins last year. Let's be honest. They were wasting time. Put the guy in. Like, get it over with. Get it now over you with. got Jimmy G looking over his shoulder for fucking four games. He might play like shit. Like, it's going to cause all this unnecessary drama when you could just fucking start Trey Lance and just get, get those fucking – get the experience early, man. Get the kick going early. Like, what, what, what's, the, what's there to wait for? What more are we going to see from Jimmy G, bro? You dra- you went up the third to get them. So you might as well start him. Right? Okay. So to be fair to the 49ers, trust me, I'm with you 100%, right? To be fair to the 49ers, they're in a situation, and I know why they're doing what they're doing, right? Like, we, we, are, we both understand. We're not dumb. We both, get the, we both get the business side of it. We both get the, the football side of it. Of the course. business side of it is there's really no point. You feel me? There's no rush. The football right. side of it is at the end of the day, Trey Lance literally has not started a football game. He started one football game in 2020 and hasn't played real football since 2019. And even then, he has three, he has less than 300 passing attempts for his career. Right? The dude right. needs rep. Like, this dude is going to go almost two years without playing real football. And we're going to go from the 
Mountain West straight into the fucking NFC West. <laughs> That's a massive we're go- leap. We're going to go from North Dakota State to Aaron Donald <laughs> and Jalen yeah, Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so on one hand, this dude needs to see the reps. He needs to be on play football. On the other hand, this dude needs to learn how to play football. So I think what they're doing is there's no incentive to trade um to get rid of him. I'm pretty sure there hasn't been any trade packages that blow them away. And if Jimmy G actually plays good, it only increases his trade value for the following year. If he plays good enough to to keep Trey Lance off the bench or keep him keep him on the bench, I should say, you increase his trade value. Trey Lance is Trey Lance gets to learn. And hopefully Trey Lance turns into fucking 2018 Patrick Mahomes, bro, when he starts in 2021 or 2022, I should say. But this is football. That will require Jimmy G to be a good football player. We both know he sucks, bro. So that <laughs> game five, nigga. I can't wait to see you, baby. Game five. <laughs> I should look at when their when their bye week is, man. That's probably when he's gonna pop up. <laughs> you know, bro. All what I said is hinged on the on the fact that Jimmy G has to be something that he's not, which is a good quarterback without all world coaching, bro. Bro, I gotta give a shout out to to guys like Shanahan and they like to like the true to the top offensive minds in football. Like y'all be taking these garbage niggas and, be, and just be like, I don't know how you get these niggas to there, bro. Like Jimmy G played in the Super Bowl, bro, and it was up ten. Imagine that up ten, up ten in the Super Bowl, bro. Had With the best running game in football. Throw to a wide open Greg Kettle, and you threw it to fucking Chris Jones, nigga. What? <laughs> Come on, bro. Like this nigga, bro. Kyle Shanahan was designing his, like, designing his ass off, dog. And this nigga did not just didn't see people, bro. He just doesn't see the field, bro. It's like he doesn't. He doesn't. It's truly a handicap. They won a football game by hiding him. They won a football game against who was it? The Saints, where they ran the ball when he threw the ball eight times. That's some shit you see with Johnny Unitas. <laughs> like, that's a Johnny Unitas football game, and they won, and they won decidingly. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Like, I think even when he played the Packers, he didn't throw the ball much either. So it was the Packers. I'll take that back. It was the Packers. Yeah, it was the Packers. It was, it was, yeah. he, threw, he had eight pass attempts against the Packers. There's people who tell you that he's been really good. You're right. He's been serviceable. He's been slightly above average at best. Right, but he's not that guy. He's know. not that guy. If he was, the coach wouldn't be willing to get rid of him. The coach, the coach and GM wouldn't trade up to from 12th to the third to get at a quarterback. So yeah. don't argue with me. Argue with your <laughs> own fan, your own infrastructure, bro. I'm the nigga that you don't argue with me when I say that right. shit. Right. Your coach obviously agrees with me. So what that say about you, how you feel about this nigga, dog? <laughs> the Jimmy G half fans, man. He no, he does, bro. Trust me, bro. There's certain people like, I don't think these guys are actual fans of Jimmy G. I think these guys are fans of underdogs, bro. 
And and Jimmy G right now is a conduit for underdogs, bro. Because you can't be fan of a Jimmy G. Like the nigga has no history, bro. He has no <laughs> legacy, bro. What is there to be a fan of, bro? Like Matt Stafford, I could understand a Matt Stafford fan, bro. I'm not one, but I'm not gonna take that away from him. He's he's earned the right to say he has fans. What That's the true. fuck does Jimmy G have to say that he has fans, bro? This nigga don't got fans. <laughs> These niggas are arguing for the sake of arguing. Bring it the fuck out of here, dog. Like <laughs> bullshit, bro. All right. All right. Last team, bro. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, man. This this team is a wild card for a multitude of reasons. Beyond yeah. Russell wanting out, Russell fucking. Listen, bro. I think Sierra got in that nigga head. It was like, nigga, you a star, nigga. Act like it. That nigga been changed ever since. This nigga got Jerry curls now. Like, yeah. Hey, you know what? You in line because when he went for that press conference, man, he dropped. I'm talking, man. He dropped his ball, Harry and all. Boom, my offensive. I need blocking, nigga. Like, Kepo was not shy about that. Not shy about it at all, my nigga. Like, god damn. I was like, shit. All right, I see you, bit homie. All right, see so you, boy. So. Our question for the Seahawks is not really about the Seahawks. It's more or less about Russell Wilson. And the question that we have for Russell Wilson is, can this nigga be a consistently great quarterback for the entire season? Because the problem with Russ is Russ runs real hot and Russ runs real cold going back to 2017, bro. When Russ is on fire, he's on fire. But when he's bad, he bad, bad, bro. (laughs) So... We just want to know if he could be a good quarterback for an entire season, bro. So, all right. So, um, let me, okay. So here we go. 2017, right? And pretty much the Seahawks go as Russ goes. Aside from 2020, where they ended up 12 and four somehow. And he was only great. Well, you know why? Because he was, he wasn't great. He was like all time Hall of Fame great. Like he was on pace for 55 touchdowns type break. The first eight, eight fucking games. All right. So, um. 2017, bro, they went eight and nine and seven. And their nine wins, he completed 65% of his passes, um, 2,200 yards, 7.5 average, 251 um, yards per game, 20 touchdowns, five picks, bro. A 6.5, uh, 6.7 touchdown percentage and a very, very low 1.7 percentage, bro, of an interception rate, right? His six losses, completed 56% of his passes. He only had 1,700 passing yards, um, 14 touchdowns, and six picks, bro. That's And he went from a 103 passer rating to an 85 passer rating, bro. Now, just look at the months, my nigga. For some odd reason, this nigga, no, October and November, this nigga just throw picks, man. <laughs> 2017, four picks in October, um, and four picks in November of 2017. All right, let's go to 2018. Let's see here. Ah, he switched it up on me, man. All his picks came in September of 2018, bro. In December, man. This nigga just can't be consistent, bro. He don't know what he want to be, dog. Like, I don't get this <laughs> nigga, man. I don't he's get hot. He's, I, he's a streaky. He, he, he's a great quarterback. He's all-time great. But he's, he's super streaky. streaky, bro. Like, he's, he's super streaky. streaky, bro. All right. Let me go to fucking uh, 2019, bro. 2019. Zero picks in September, one pick in October, two picks in November, two picks in December, bro. Uh, let's see here. He was pretty consistent in fucking 2019, bro. But a 100%. Nah, I take it back. Yeah, 11 to 5. 
bro. Yep. And his lo- in his wins, he's awesome. And his losses, he's not good, bro. And his wins, he has a 71% completion percentage. And his losses in 2019, he had 58% completion percentage, bro. 2,811 wins, 1,200 in, uh, passing yards, and his 11 losses, his five losses. Honestly, I'm looking. I'm looking at his win back, his win loss splits in uh, 2020. Because I know you're about to get to that, and it's, I, I I finally understand. Like when he flames out, man, he flames out like Johnny Storm. Dude. Like because in his four losses last year, he threw he threw more picks than touchdowns. <laughs> That's wild. That's wild, my nigga. <laughs> That's wild. Like okay, it's 2020, right? How we say that October is his is his. That's what he at his best, bro. Five picks in October of 2020, baby. Let's go. What you mean, man? Five, man. Let's go, man. <laughs> Followed by a sweet four November. Yes, sir. <laughs> the middle, the middle of last season is what, and you know what's funny because it goes in line with how it was. Because if you look at his September numbers, right? He he threw 14 touchdowns to just one pick. So this is when everybody was talking about, like, oh man, oh, Russ is Russ is is his MVP. And then boom, eight touchdowns to five picks, nine touchdowns to four picks. Then, then you see the, a drop off in, in the in the yards per attempt. All that shit. It's just, yeesh, my man. Like on one they hand, I want to say, is it, on one hand, I want to say, is it the weather? But dude, this nigga's been playing in Seattle in that kind of weather since 2012, bro. I think, I think part of it is. I don't know what it is, man. I don't know what it I is. I mean, he, like, he was ten. He was ten and two outdoors last year. Yeah, bro. So I don't want to complain. Like, bro, here's the thing about Russ, dog. I think I don't think he always falters. I think he's pretty consistent. Like me looking at the at it now, he looks like he's pretty consistent. I think last year though, I think that he really got caught up, and I don't mean like he got caught in the sauce. I think that he really was pressing because if there was every year for Russ to win a a MVP, which is pretty much the only thing that's missing from his resume. He's already a champion. He's already a all pro already multiple time pro bowlers um, has plenty of passing yards, all kinds of records, all type of shit. He's done everything. He just doesn't doesn't have a league MVP. And I think there's a part of him that eat that, that eats at him because he feels like that is why he's not mentioned or without question mentioned as the best quarterback, right? Russ is going right. to end up being like, like Drew Brees where he was supposed to be next up and then he was just sandwiched between two generations of all kind of great quarterbacks, bro. Yeah. That's a blessing that we have as fans, bro, honestly. <laughs> it's a blessing. Because uh, Russ like, was supposed to just... be next up, dog. And where the fuck this fucking Patrick Mahomes motherfucker come from, dog? Isn't that, isn't that just how football goes, man? Isn't that just how it goes, bro? Yeah, he was wrestling. It was he supposed was, to be. Because think about it. He was he was sandwiched between Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, bro. Like, yeah. and he never got a chance to be better than either nigga, dog. Because this nigga <laughs> Patrick Mahomes literally came out of fucking nowhere, bro. Out of fucking nowhere, bro. So I know it eats at him, dog. Yeah. No, uh, for sure. I mean... I don't know. You know, going into this season, bro, it's just you. the question, right, that we have for him, will he be better? Will he be more consistent than, than he is, than he has been last year, right? Eight, like, he had good eight games and a mediocre eight games, we'll say, right? Um, but maybe this is the year, I mean, maybe not. 
Because uh, now that I think about it, Seattle's defense is going to be horrible. They're going to be in some shootouts. They lost a lot of guys on defense. He's going to be in some shootouts. So they're, they're going to be asking. They're going to be demanding more from us. But listen, man, this nigga had a season where he, had, he was 97% of the team's fucking offense. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. He did with MVP. I know that. I know that he said it, bro. That's like, that's like, so you remember, um, you remember when Wolf of Wall Street came out, right? You seen that movie, right? I would love that movie, yes. Right, so that was the movie out of all the movies that Leonardo DiCaprio, like, he felt he gave his greatest performance as an actor. So when he didn't win the Oscar for that, like, he went into a state of depression, right? I know that year, and I want to say, was it 2017? Or 2018, oh. where he could, when he had 97% of the team touchdowns? I want to say it was 2017. Whatever year it was, bro. For him not to win the MVP for that, bro. Like, that's that he literally did the, the, the embodiment of the award and didn't win, bro. Like, I know, I know he couldn't sleep at night that entire offseason, bro. <laughs> had to be sick, bro. <laughs> had to be sick. The only other touchdown was one running touchdown from like fucking Rashad Penny or some shit. Yes, like, bro. Which is nuts, dog. But um, with that, bro, I think that's a good ending point, man. Uh, I will go ahead and close out the show, man. Any last words? Any party shots? Uh, no, nah, I mean, I, I think we uh, we covered the teams pretty good today, man. And I'm looking forward to uh, next week's podcast, bro. All right, man. Appreciate you, bro. Um, see you next week, man. Yes, sir. I'll let you boy. Yo. All right.